0: Hello and welcome We are
1: too old still reading I'm Jade and I'm Bethany
0: And today we are going to be defining YA.'t <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm gonna leave that in. <laughs> I <hit> for, my- <laughs> the, for listeners at home Jade just hit her head on her mic. <laughs> In despair? I don't know. I full-on
0: face-planted into my microphone. <laughs> it was a little bit
1: despair, because I just feel like all of my words sound really weird tonight. That's perfect. We need that kind of energy. We're going to be trying to define YA. Yeah, it's going to
0: be a big old effort on our part. Right. A college try, as I think the
1: elders would say. It's a big problem because I haven't been in college for a hot minute. <laughs> I don't remember how to give those kinds of tries
0: anymore. I mean, I feel like it's safe to say it, but there will be no like collegiate level thoughts put into this definition for me personally. I'm going to be working
1: off of pure heart tonight. I love that for you. Thank you. I'm definitely gonna have to reel it back in because I I'm somebody said to define something. Well, I'm gonna have to really define it then. That's how I feel about things. And it makes me nervous. Cause someone's gonna be like, you're wrong.
0: Damn. It'll be all right. I'll get over it. Truly, and if someone is gonna come here and within like the first 10 minutes of our podcast be like, you're wrong, then I don't, what are you doing here?
1: Go. Then you're a white man and you don't belong here. <laughs> Sorry to my husband who identifies as a white man. <laughs> He just is a person who happens to be white. You're right, you're right.
0: Okay, so for our first look at defining young adult fiction, we are going to be turning to Goodreads. Even though we kind of hate it here, we a lot hate it here. It's owned by Amazon, but (laughs) uh, we have to work with what we have. Right. There's so many people on that site who apparently review things every day. Yes, all the time. It's just such a good source Mm -hmm. of information. So what does Goodreads say about young adult fiction or the genre of young adult? Well, Goodreads says that young adult fiction, often abbreviated as YA, is fiction written (laughs) for... (laughs) Don't you love that they threw that helpful acronym in there
1: sounds like somebody old wrote that it sure
0: does (laughs) (laughs) probably someone around our age no (laughs) is fiction written for published for or marketed to adolescents and young adults roughly ages 13 to 18 so we've got the target audience in mind now what was the top age again 13 to 18 was that age
1: range no yeah that's We're, that's not right immediately i i call bullshit on that but go ahead go ahead
0: well i was gonna say it's i think really interesting that they refer to this marketed age range
1: as adolescents and young adults because what right i don't i don't know because like wouldn't that just be children's i guess they're not gonna put another pre-teen section in there i don't know maybe it has something to do with how society wants to age up certain children. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um but young adults would be anything eighteen to twenty-five. I would think. That's exactly what I would say. And yes, that would definitely include teenagers, the younger ones. But like, so I just would, I would put that age range from like, probably 14 to 25 would be the marketing age range that I would, I would define it as. I agree. I feel like,
0: yeah, 13 to 18 is so young. I'm kind of curious now what other
1: sources would say, like, is Goodreads just really wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Or are we? (laughs) Or do people agree? We're just trying to make more excuses for ourselves. We haven't even
0: told them our ages yet. They could think we're 15.
1: You're right. You're right. They don't know anything. Okay. Google break.
0: Excuse us for a moment.
1: (laughs) Click the clock. Oh,
0: shit, Bethany.
1: What?
0: The Wikipedia page agrees Um, that the age range for young adult fiction is for readers 12 to 18 years of age. And Wikipedia knows everything.
1: Oh, but then it does go on to say approximately half of young adult readers are adults. (laughs) True. (laughs) So at least it acknowledges that that's, I guess, I guess what they are saying is it's maybe written for, I don't know.
0: I'm not sure how to say
1: what I'm actually thinking.
0: Well, it seems like what it's saying is it's written. They're saying that the authors of YA are Mm -hmm. writing it for 12 to 18 year olds, but actually, like actual young adults are reading it or what we would refer to lovingly as millennials. I think that probably comprises the
1: majority of YA readers. Well, then, according to that definition, which isn't much of a definition, it's just the age group (laughs) that it contains.
0: To be fair, it's also not everything that Goodreads says. I just stopped reading after the first sentence because I was a little traumatized.
1: (laughs) my bad let's finish off the the definition then.
0: next follows two fairly long paragraphs that frankly i don't feel like reading out loud so i'm going to summarize all right <laughs> basically you've got the adolescent as the protagonist as a key factor of ya and so no children which is interesting and no adult although you would expect more children considering the target audience 13. but whatever <laughs>
1: Teens, I guess they're teens.
0: I suppose that's
1: correct.
0: <laughs> and the subject matter and storylines are supposed to be consistent with that age range and experience.
1: Okay. I mean, yeah, I guess that fits most of what I've read in that genre for sure. They're usually not very much older than eighteen. I don't. I personally haven't read very many not uh, young adult novels that have pro- protagonists that are less than fifteen, though. <laughs> <sighs> I am reading
0: one right now that I recently started, and the protagonists are like 17, 18. And okay. it kind of struck me because I thought that was, oh, much younger, or no, much older. What are numbers?
1: I'm going to hit my head on this microphone again, I swear. No, don't do it. It's bad for the microphone.
0: But yeah, I agree. I thought it struck me because I'm not used to saying anything,
1: like, beyond 16. <laughs> right. Oh, so you had a little older. Those are old young adults. They were older, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I think, yes, the age matters of the protagonist, for sure. They have to be young-ish. There has to be, like, maybe some of that coming-of-age vibes But for me, I feel like young adult fiction feels more about what the story entails. Mm -hmm. Like, what are the vibes? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. YA defined, it's about the vibes. It's about the vibes. Does it bring me joy? Does it bring me hope? Does it suggest that the world will end up okay? (laughs) Um, even if it's a terrible world to start with, Mm -hmm. there there are people who are fighting to make it a better place.
0: I agree with that. Yeah. Like, like words that jump out to me that just Mm -hmm. like embody what YA is are like revolution- Rebellion, Right. There needs to be some sort of, like, uprising against an unjust society. Yeah. Or, like, a world that is just really dystopian and fucked
1: up. And maybe that comes from a place of what we were reading when we were the technical definition of a young adult. Because I know young adult, the genre, doesn't just contain things like The Hunger Games or things like Harry Potter. Like, I know there are, like, regular, everyday young adult books about high school life and the like but for what i read and what i'm interested in it's definitely always been more about those stories like you mentioned uprising rebellion fuck authority (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i thought it was interesting that like the age piece seems like something that you do think about like for you or that is like important to ya but i think for me i'm i'm consciously aware that they're all supposed to be adolescents but i don't really think about the ages all that often beyond when they do something that I'm like wait a second aren't you a teenager right yeah I think for me, it tends, like, the ages don't really matter as much as, like, the struggle for identity development. I feel like there has to be some kind of questioning or, like, like those moments of deciding who you're going to be in the world, which for me can happen, mm-hmm. like, at
1: any age. It just always seems Agreed. to be
0: teenagers.
1: Right, maybe it's just so, it's much more easier to put those types of themes into teenagers because mm-hmm. they are always changing. But for me, personally, I don't, I think I had my, like, coming of age, my identity, identity crisis it's not really a crisis but chrysalis chrysalis oh when i became a butterfly i was like 22 21 like i was well above the (laughs) teenage years So maybe that's just why we are able to identify and why a lot of adults are able to identify with young adult novels.
0: Yeah, I totally, that's, I think, a really good point because it just, like, fires those mirror neurons, too, to see someone Mm. going through, like, the same process that you've been through, even if we're not fighting to the death against other children, (laughs) probably. (laughs) Even if we've never had
1: to murder anyone.
0: (laughs) Speaking of identity development,
1: <laughs> yes, I-, I guess this is a good point to talk about um, our view, our perspective, and our viewpoints, and where how they developed. So, Jade, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck am I, everybody?
0: <laughs> B- Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You don't have to. You can take your seatbelt off, um, and your arms and legs do not need to be inside the ride because. I don't think it's going to be that interesting. (laughs) I'm Jade. I am a 29-year-old person who works as a licensed clinical professional counselor, which is a fancy way of saying therapist in the state of Illinois, but definitely not your therapist, just to clarify. Not anyone's therapist who's listening, (laughs) I hope. (laughs) Meaning nothing that I say should be taken as therapeutic feedback. Do you got it? I mean it. It's a good disclaimer. We need that. People think that because I am a therapist, I am like therapying, therapying, therapizing. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All the time, which is wildly inaccurate. And um, go get your own therapist. Not doing it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This shit isn't free for (laughs) one. Yeah.
0: In this economy. I have a cat.
1: I'm a Libra. I think I was born in the year of the Ram. Mm. Anyway, Bethany, who the fuck are you? I am someone who doesn't like to introduce themselves by their job title because I'm an admin assistant and it's not cool to say. I also have no career aspirations. So fuck capitalism. I am also 29, but I was not born in the year of the Ram. I was born in the year of, oh no, I forgot too. The monkey? I'm pretty sure it's the monkey because I never liked it. I don't like monkeys, Um, but I'm a Capricorn and I am proud of that because nobody ever recognizes Capricorns for who they are i am living in chicago in an apartment with my husband of two years and my dog henry if you hear her in the background i'm sorry she's a small dachshund she barks a lot what else i try to have hobbies but i'm not very good at keeping up with them so here's to podcasting and our best hopes go into this (laughs) Hell yeah. And I met Jade in college, sophomore year. Best friends, almost day one. It was great. Beautiful time. Miss having communal living. Miss going to the cafeteria and having lunch with all of my friends. Miss free fries,
0: personally. Free
1: fries. Miss accessible food at one in the morning. (laughs) But in college, I had the beautiful desire to get an English literature degree. Did I do anything with that? No. But I loved my time. And I think that gives me a certain amount of authority to speak on the young adult genre. Exactly. You're doing something with it right now. Look at me, doing the most. Not having a mild anxiety attack right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I think that was good. Okay, thank you. I don't like talking about how I identify because at any day it could change. Who knows? Do you mean career-wise or... Uh, hopefully i mean oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> rt mean like my bosses can't listen to this i'm sorry no just like it just feels so definitive and i don't i don't know like i said oh. definitions they fuck me up
0: i see what you mean yeah it feels very like concrete mm-hmm. i am this and i'm doing this well that's like This is, like, total tangent, and we don't have to keep any of this in here, but that's one of my beefs about our capitalist society and the way that, like, culture in the United States, like, obviously big umbrella term there, is structured, is that it revolves so much around career and work. Like, it's the first question that people ask you is, what do you do? And it's not like that Mm -hmm. in other cultures. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like unique, or maybe not uniquely, but it's very American and it's very disgusting because I don't really care what you, the fuck you do because you're like made up of so much more than your career.
1: Right. And I I, I totally agree, obviously, because fuck capitalism. And I cannot understand. Sorry, my dog is dropping bones. Hold on. <laughs> Henry, can you go into a different room and do that? Dropping bones.
0: <laughs> that is either some kind of sexual term or
1: like best band name ever. Henry, really? Can you stop for like five seconds? Thanks. Thanks. Okay. I know people who are very driven in the career world, I cannot, I don't understand. I, it's hard for me to empathize um, just because I've never been that motivated to do anything in my life. <laughs> Um, and I kind of wish that I I was able to do that um, just because I guess we don't know them. I don't know them because they're not a part of my life, but they seem like they have, you know, they have set goals that they're making in five years. I want to be this manager in 10 years i want to be this and i want to be ma- making this much money by then and that's what they're working towards the whole time and i'm just over here vibing <laughs> like i'm okay with just living in this world right now thank you mm-hmm. so it's just so it's just so interesting i just don't know how i just was never i was not born to be that way for sure
0: i feel like i really derailed us and i don't remember where we were
1: Or so okay. i went on career
0: tangent Capital, yeah career. <laughs>
1: Fuck the United
0: States and all that.
1: Anyway, okay. Yeah,
0: what were we doing? So together with our powers of psychology and English literature, we're going to bring you a record-breaking... No, that's not what people say. A groundbreaking new podcast (laughs) about young adult
1: fiction, which you know all about from our really, really thorough definition earlier. Right. And specifically... We don't want to get bogged down with just novels and series of books either. We do love TV shows. And honestly, if I'm being very honest with myself, I haven't finished a book in a year. (laughs) And that was only one in about two years. (laughs) So I consume a lot more TV shows these days than I read, but hopefully... Because of this podcast, I will pick up more than one book in the next year. Boom. And there is some seriously juicy YA and like TV world to get
0: into. Mm -hmm. So never fear, dear listeners, or that might be being ambitious, listener. Oh, (laughs) just the one of you. (laughs) Greg, just (laughs) just the two of you, both of our partners. (laughs) My cat, my cat will listen. Quinn, she'll listen to it. Oh, I don't know what I was saying. It's okay. We have so much content to bring all of you and we're so stoked about it. And we're definitely going to be speaking from that like viewpoint and lens of my therapy background and Bethany's English literature background. I'm sure that's going to filter through the way that we see YA and the way that
1: we talk about YA because it's just part of who we are. And that brings us to a good point of what did you grow up on in the young adult world because it's been a, a few years since we've been 13 so <laughs> um jade what were your formative books your girl grew up on harry
0: potter that mm-hmm. is what i was reading from the time that i was in like second grade i think is when holy shit i think like because what one the first one come out i think like 97 or something that sounds about right I think it might, I think it was like 1997, so I would have been six years old at that time, which would have been like kindergarten. So it's obviously I didn't get it then. <laughs> because that would have been insane. I, yeah, I didn't know how to find books at that age.
1: Harry Potter was released June 26. The first book was released June 26, 1997. So very good memory, very Hell good recall. Yeah. And if you were reading that at six, you were definitely one of those gifted students. <laughs> it was very advanced. Yes. But that's just like,
0: I lived, breathed, was Harry Potter. It was, I mean, second grade onward, baby, every book (laughs) release. Like, I was there reading it, loving it. And obviously, this is not a Harry Potter episode, so I won't, like, drone on and on and on about it. But I know there's been a lot of turmoil in the community, which I'm sure at some point (laughs) we will address or yeah will probably come up but i will just say for me the role that harry potter played in my my childhood and adolescence and teenage years cannot be undone or negated
1: by someone's current actions to summarize fuck turfs thank you yes (laughs) (laughs) but we can separate harry potter from the author at this point in our lives yeah
0: i have a harry potter tattoo that's a fun fact (laughs)
1: i on the on the other hand was did not read harry potter until i after like a four like four or five years after i met you (laughs) so we were at very we were at the opposite ends of the spectrum um i grew up in a very christian household and so it wasn't necessarily banned from my house but i didn't think it would be acceptable so i i definitely put that restriction on myself (laughs) Um, But I do distinctly remember watching the first movie when it came out secretly in my parents' bedroom because they were all in the living room. But I went into the bedroom and I watched it on ABC or what the fuck ever it came out on. And my mom walked in halfway through and she's like, what are you watching? And I was like, nothing. But she was like, oh, we could we would have all watched that as a family. And I was like, what? (laughs) So, yes, it was self-imposed restriction, but I didn't think it'd be cool. Anyway, but I didn't read it for a long time, so it was not exactly a formative thing, but it definitely infiltrated all of pop culture and Mm -hmm. the millennials, for sure. And
0: if anyone's worried, clearly our relationship is thriving, despite (laughs) that.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Correct. Jade never held it against me, uh, but I did, I when I did eventually read it, I made sure to go to the library and get a copy there, because I didn't want to accidentally hurt Jade's original copy, so she had, like, I mean, it was, all the binding is crazy on those things, but I didn't want ha- to cause any sort of accident with it, so I went to the library and I got a book.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was such an act of love to me. <laughs> Yeah, I have all my original, like, release, like, the first editions Mm -hmm. of it that I've ever had, and they're well-loved
1: and falling apart, and I'm very protective of them. (laughs) Can you imagine if I had spilled something on it? I would have been devastated. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast Um, may not be here. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Might have broken us apart. Any are there any other books that you really remember?
0: I would say and this might be kind of a weird one to throw okay. out
1: there, but I
0: do think the inheritance cycle. Sure. So yeah. Aragon, the dragon books, if you're familiar with those. I I read those during my high school time and I think those were pretty impactful and getting me into more of like the fantasy world. Right. Was one of the first things I think I read like that and realized like oh fuck I fucking love dragons
1: (laughs) Um, and I've never went back (laughs) (laughs) who doesn't love dragons
0: yeah and it was also I can remember like at the time when I was reading it just being so amazed and enraptured by this 19 year old who was writing these like epic fantasy worlds made his own
1: language Mm -hmm.
0: yeah so i feel like that was impactful to see as i was developing just like what another young adult could do and like the potential that there is in the world very true but beyond that i feel like it's just the same and not that harry potter isn't the same for a lot of people (laughs) but i feel like it's probably a lot of the
1: same ones for many people like hunger games was huge for sure but that was that came out when we were in college. I guess if we're still calling that formative, I oh did um, it come out
0: when we were in college?
1: Yes, the because I remember I, I the um did. I rejected all homework in college to actually just read the trilogy.
0: Oh shit! I'm pretty shit. sure. I don't remember because
1: maybe not because all three books would have been out by then because that's when I like sped through them. For the record, Hunger Games came out March 2012.
0: Wow, 2012. Look at that.
1: Yeah. Okay. The other
0: series that I was very much into was a series of unfortunate events by Lemony Snick- Snicket. Oh. Yeah, which I guess technically is falls under the YA umbrella. I suppose. Does it? Maybe it's more of
1: a children's book. Actually, it might be more of a children's book. Cause they're kids.
0: Yeah, they're like kids'
1: kids. Not 13. (laughs) Right, yeah. I don't think there are really
0: those themes we were talking
1: a lot about earlier either, so much. I never read them myself, so I can't comment on themes. I did watch some of the episodes of the Neil Patrick Harris version on Netflix, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I did not watch all of them, because as it will become to be very apparent in this podcast, I am very bad at finishing things. (laughs)
0: I think that's all for me do you think legally i should have disclosed that i also read a lot of nancy drew and agatha christie maybe you could go you could add that i just did you could put that in okay i'll put that one in <laughs> none of those are ya but <laughs> that was a lot of what i was reading
1: <laughs> bethany what did you grow up reading what i grew up on for a long time possibly comparable to your nancy drew and agatha christie books was a lot of christian romance fiction lots of it like um my name is bethany and i don't know jade if you've ever seen it's a christian publishing house so maybe not um but there is this specific publisher called bethany house and they just make tons of these types of books of series of christian romance novels and series um and i would just like for a full summer i would just have stacks of those books next to me and i would just devour them one after the other and i'm pretty sure that's why why it's very translatable to me because no sex especially not before marriage (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and it was all very much it was all very much uh these wanting desirable feelings that could barely be expressed because god um so in the young adult world that translates to we're teenagers and we don't know what we're doing
0: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm gosh quinn is meowing at me hi babe i know yes do you want to get some of those in there for the podcast
1: oh maybe i have a second to actually look up what books i fucking read besides i guess i could because Hunger Games, came, like, all of the ones that I'm thinking of came out when we were in college.
0: Yeah, I'm realizing that, too. I, I went to my Goodreads as well because I added a bunch of shit to it
1: Yeah, so to okay. help me keep
0: track. Um, and I'm like, oh, yeah, what, what did I, I guess? I think I just only read Harry Potter, you guys.
1: <laughs> i guess uh, i can say twilight because i d- i definitely read twilight oh. at least three times during high school how
0: the fuck did i forget twilight Can't yeah, say the
1: podcast
0: i'm fired
1: i don't know either i was like okay don't say it it's mine it's fine this is so embarrassing no you know, you don't have to say it because i'll say it and then you can be like <laughs>
0: you can just add in this whole clip of me spiraling because i fucking true, forgot true. twilight only the galaxy's greatest gift this in this era so disappointed
1: in myself but besides christian fiction when i've eventually left those books behind probably when i decided that christians are weird i moved on to more my age groups books and i found a lot of vampire fantasy um werewolf content Which does include Twilight, which I did read approximately three times fully through in high school. (laughs) Which sounds embarrassing, but I've gotten over it. I think a few years ago that's a little bit embarrassing, but I'm over that now. Because of all the beautiful Twilight discourse that we have these days. (laughs) It truly was the formative YA series. In my humble opinion. I'm fucked up, I forgot about Twilight. I'm a fake YA fan. (laughs) I also loved the um, Scott Westerfield series, The Uglies. That one really gave me a lot of perspectives to think about, about beauty standards, about tattoos, lots of things. And then other than that, a lot of my favorite series then came out in when we were in college, mm-hmm. like The Hunger Games and what's that one called? Mortal Instruments, those kind of things. But yeah, I was definitely I was reading a lot more onesie twosies as they say. I'm sure somebody says that in high school where it was just like one-offs of fairies and like vampires and werewolves, like I said.
0: Okay, now that everybody knows a little bit about us and our backgrounds and our reading histories, do you have a current... Like subset of YA that you find yourself gravitating
1: towards? I would say yes, because it would just have to be anything that has a fantasy setting or dystopian setting. The only things that I can think of which I would willingly take part in that don't have those things are things like Gossip Girl. (laughs) <laughs> but those might as well be fantasy because to me I don't understand that whole rich world anyway so yeah <laughs> it's basically a whole different type of world from mine. I don't I don't pick up everyday books or or TV shows. How about you?
0: I also don't pick up everyday like I I don't like slice of life type things
1: unless right.
0: they take place. In some sort of <laughs> fantasy world or particularly space. Mm, space. Space related things are kind of my jam. I love when shit's in space. I love what's in I love when things are future setting too. I find that I also gravitate towards dystopian worlds. I don't mind fantasy either. But I I don't think I find myself going towards fantasy as much as I do, like, dystopian and some kind of future element where kind of the world's just, like, fully gone to shit. Like, we're on the path now, but, like, they've arrived. Uh, Yeah, right. (laughs) I find I really love stuff like that. And space. Did I mention space? I really fucking love space, you guys. Really love space. Okay, well, it seems like everybody's probably up to speed with what the two of us are about and interested in. Jeez, you guys can just, like, let us know if you have questions or something. We probably <laughs> have a Gmail that we can give you. Just let us know. Just DM us because we're tired and we can't, we can't tell you anything else about us. Stop asking. Oh, holy, holy Alicia, it's 9.30. I didn't even realize. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm so aggressively sweaty.
1: me too i haven't i'm so warm right now it's insane
0: on this podcast we have a lot in store for you we're going to be doing some deeper dives into our favorite book series tv series and we're also going to be doing some fun stuff with ya that we haven't read or haven't watched which will be very exciting we're excited to welcome you on this journey into young adult fiction come with us please subscribe we're
1: lonely i don't want to do this by myself (laughs) also we're too old (laughs) oh and we want to recognize that as almost 30 year olds, we're not, we're not actually the target audience, according to Goodreads and Wikipedia and a lot of people apparently, but this is what we enjoy. And we want to be unapologetically too old. And still reading. And still reading. Boom. Tosser, bitch. Tosser. Subscribe. Bow bow bow, bow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks.
0: So much for joining us. We're so excited to welcome you on this journey into YA with us. We hope that you'll consider subscribing to the podcast. Coming back for some more episodes. My voice took a weird note there, but that I was done talking.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, do I I go? Uh (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, guys. Hope to see you next time. Life's too short, so read what you like. Bye. Bye.